Collider says BritBox has TV everyone should be watching. Stream acclaimed series with powerful performances from Jodie Whittaker, Tamara Lawrence, Bella Ramsey and Matthew McFadden. Discover new BritBox original series you won't find anywhere else. Like Three Little Birds, Agatha Christie's Murder is Easy and a new chapter of BAFTA winning drama, Time. Stream what the New York Times calls the best of British telly, only on BritBox. Start a free trial at BritBox.com. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls and one ginger. Jared, I see you over there with those gorgeous ginger locks. Honestly, did you just wash your hair? Because I saw you yesterday and your hair didn't look like this. I found this uh, new shampoo in the shower and it's 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 Jack's, obviously. It just but appeared, right? <laughs> It's Fairies purple. placed it there. He, I got a purple shampoo sent to me from that Unite brand. They're like a really good mm-hmm. hair care brand. And Jared just always uses whatever products I have in the shower without <laughs> realizing the fact that they're very expensive. Like my like $55 face wash, he's just like slathering Lathers all over his on, face. Like just huge dollop in his hand twice yeah. a day. Yeah, yep. and I'm like, you can't be using these products. They don't no, last get, long. Jared, you need like Neutrogena because you need like swaths of stuff for your big face yeah you're you're absolutely right i have jack has this other thing that she you gave this to me right there's the other it's the the face cleanser stuff that's in there i use that like every time but i do so much i don't think that's how you're supposed to use it he doesn't know know. but anyways he started using my purple shampoo which is very expensive as well not like knowing what it was or what it does (laughs) and his hair truly has never looked better honestly the tones in the blonde are just (laughs) popping wow that purple balancing because i think it's toning right the purple yeah, it it's supposed be. to be if you bleach your hair and your hair gets brassy, it like tones out the brassiness and gives it like the nice icy blonde. Ah, so yes. it's but Jared, it is taking away the ginger from your hair. Like well, I didn't I like know it. any of this. I just it came out purple and I was like, ooh, that's fun. <laughs> that's a fun color. <laughs> and then he didn't also know that you're supposed to wash it out within 60 seconds or else it turns your hair purple. So that uh, was the whole thing. Honestly, oh. it would be super whimsical if Jared just like suddenly had like purple lowlights yep. and he was just like flower <laughs> yep. crowning all through Europe. They're leaving yep. for Europe tomorrow. I'm super bitter. But you could be like very, I think Megan Fox just debuted some like pastel pink hair. Like you could be that. I know. I saw that and I, I saw that and I was thinking that I might want to try that. So Wait, she was standing by her mans. I was into it. What was it? Was it like a hair extension? It was either a wig or she dyed her hair. It looked like a wig. It looked oh, okay. like what Kylie Jenner used to do with like her pastel wigs when she would go like to Coachella with like a teal wig. Like it looked like that mm. for Machine Gun Kelly's, I think like Life in Pink or something is the name of his album. So she's Whoa. like standing with her man. <laughs> you know so much. You have all the info today. Honestly, I love it. Instagram. Yeah. I mean, so, something popped up on my Explore page. And you that's... look at one photo of, uh, of Megan Fox and then you know everything about Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. I feel like that happened to Jared. You had a she, Machine Gun Kelly Explore page for a while. She Dude, that's is all so it was. beautiful. And he's kind of 
whack. But <laughs> what I'm obsessed about looking, uh, what I'm obsessed about looking at is his before and after his hair plug surgery. Yes, he got it, a great he, hair transplant. The most dramatic hair transplant I've ever seen where it's like, there's hope for anyone. There really is. You just yeah. got to turn the- money into hair. That's can, right. It's possible. You can. I know. It's insane. He was like really receding and now he has that big luscious head of pink emo, hair. Just hair. like his lady. Yes. How are we feeling today, guys? What are we drinking? Great. I'm back on that cut water bullshit, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I have She's a June shine. Oh, Jared's drinking Not good. a charcoal June shine, which by the way has a good amount of caffeine in by it. By the way, that is Matt's go-to drink always he loves those and they're too sweet for me oh they're so good when the charcoal one's really good when you have a hangover yeah oh it it's, says flip can to activate i just saw that you're supposed to put them that. in the fridge upside down all the charcoals at the bottom and then you're does supposed that mean to flip at the it. end i'm just gonna just get like a bunch of dirt in my yeah, mouth that's right it's nice it's like like, sand, like, like santa a, came yeah like a natural <laughs> wine it's like the present right at the end. It's like when you have one of those cones, there's chocolate at the bottom. You know, that's, that's right. like the best cone. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, should I go into the dark day today? I think so. Okay. So today is July 7th. On July 7th of 1996, Nelson Mandela steps down as the president of South Africa. So he was on this television broadcast and he confirmed rumors that he would not stand for re-election in 1999. He initially said this when he was sworn in as the country's first Democratic president in 1994. Huge, huge, huge. Big. Big. Um, And the South African constitution has a stipulation that states that the president can only serve for two terms as the head of state kind of like we do here sure but he felt that one term was enough as he had already laid the foundation for a better future for all so amazing but the funny thing when it comes to and of course this isn't a dark day that wasn't a dark day but with nelson mandela i had mentioned this to alexis at brunch recently yes that I was like, I really, really want to do a Mandela Effect episode because I find the Mandela Effect so fascinating. I've done so many deep dives into it. And then once I started researching for this next episode, it just happened. And I'm like, this is a sign from the universe. And there are a lot of things with the Mandela Effect that maybe it has something to do with parallel universes, glitches in the matrix. So I'm taking that as a sign. I love that. And I'm super excited that Jack has sort of made... um, made killing time her outlet for all the things she's super curious about and has this sincere interest in yeah she's really like shown and she was like she was very excited to delve into the (laughs) mandela effect and i was super excited too because i know nothing so she's gonna be completely educating me on this from start to finish because i have no idea what it's about it only further enhances her belief that we're in a simulation so it really does yeah i mean can a world this nightmarish be real like the this simulation is, somebody's is de- it's, deranged idea. This is like a video game. I mean, it can't be. It can't be. The simulation is filling us, and we're just uh, really experiencing it in real time. But you know, what can you do? You just what gotta. Can you, do? you just gotta make the most of your time when you're here, and like plan as many vacations as you can, fall in love as many times as you can, and build the best life you can while you can. I love it. It's a little bit of optimistic nihilism that we have adopted as I feel like a friendship group. Um, That's right. But anyways, we're going to dive into the Mandela effect. I'm really excited about this, and um, I can't wait to get to it. But before then, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? 
Okay, welcome to On The Stand. Every week we bring a person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand. We're either defending it or we're prosecuting it. Whatever is really on our mind that week. Maybe we had a weird experience that really grinded our gears. Maybe we're just like really loving something right now that other people don't seem to value. So who's going first? Should I'm going to go first. You're going to go first? Okay, go I ahead. almost never do. Okay. But um, it's been a strange couple weeks. Um, I think... I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast. I did when we talked about it when you had me on Lady Gang. But yeah. my boyfriend Matt and I are moving in together. But our condo is under construction. Mm-hmm. So we're currently staying at the first degree office, which mm-hmm. is my former apartment. And we're learning a lot of interesting things about each other in this process. <laughs> uh, he's displaced. Like I'm in a comfortable area for me because I've lived at this place before. He's sort of out of sorts yeah and he observed me doing dishes the other day and he was like i cannot believe you don't have a sponge i cannot believe you don't have a sponge and i was like sponges are disgusting yes what i have is a scrubby i have a i have two scrubbies that uh not a scrub daddy because it's sort of like a sponge that scrub daddy but what I have is a scrubby that has like a compartment that you put soap in and then as you scrub, the soap comes out. I have two variations of this. And he's like, these things don't get things clean. And I was like, sponges deposit bacteria all over things. Yes. And they smell. When you put it in your hand and you squeeze it, then your hand smells like all day. Like, I don't fuck with sponges. So what I'm putting on the stand is our sponges. And I feel like there are two schools of thought. People are either like, you don't have a sponge, you're a sick, sick lady, mm-hmm. or like... You have a sponge, you're depositing bacteria and E. coli all over your kitchen. Like, I mean, and I am repulsed by the idea of a sponge. So I'm uh, prosecuting sponges and, and defending scrubbies filled with soap. Well, I... I am going to be the minority in this. <laughs> I already know this because... Men love sponges. I know. Men love sponges. Men love sponges. And women are repulsed by them. Yes. This has been... Not all women. I think that... (laughs) Not all women. Um, I think this... Sponges are as divisive as cilantro. Like, it's a very divisive thing. People are passionate. And washing legs. Like, people are passionate about their stance, and everybody has a very strong stance on it. Jared and I have had many arguments about it because I... I'm also disgusted by sponges. I think I have an actual sponge phobia. I would rather do anything than, than touch. touch. And also I have a little bit of phobia of dirty dishes. I would rather clean a disgusting toilet with my bare hands mm. than I would to clean you a lost. dirty dish you did with lose food me there. that's been sitting on it. for. I, I'm so scared of dirty food. Sorry, no, Jared, go ahead. He wants to talk. Go ahead, Jared. Okay. Let us be very clear here. Okay. <laughs> Same situation when I moved out to L.A., right? Because I moved in with Jack at this apartment. <clears throat> this was a couple years ago. His office is literally in our living room. That's where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. yeah. So when I came out here, first off, Jack is not a kitchen person. Okay? No. Jack doesn't cook. Jack... Jack didn't have a can opener when we were trying to do make dip <laughs> one day. And our friend had to order Jack one online to come the I got next out day. Here. Yeah. Our drawers were full of leggings and clothes in the yeah. kitchen. Okay. Where, where all the kitchen supplies went was leggings. So for Jack to take the stance of like, um, I don't want to use a sponge. Sponges I think are sponges gross, are gro- Jack's never going to need to use stance. a sponge. She's not making food. She's not cleaning dishes. It's not happening. Okay. There are, you, for someone who does this all the time, a sponge to me 
is a very useful tool. What about now, a scrubby or a paper towel? Throw it. Throw the throw see, the bacteria I, away. But then, see, the paper towel thing is wasteful because mm. using a paper towel, what you need is a you need about five dish rags that you cycle and you put oh. in the laundry so that you're routinely having a clean one to pull out. You don't leave them out with bacteria on them. You toss it into the dirty laundry that you're going to wash at the end of the week. You have and like maybe five of them. they soil all of your clothes. I'm okay with dish rags. Like, I'm okay with no, dish rags. You, you wash them together. You don't wash them with your clothes. You do like a small load and you wash them together. They now, different. You guys have a washer and dryer in your unit, so wash them separately, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> This is that's okay. We don't so that's, have dish rags, by the way. We have a you don't we even have, have dish rags. We have a sponge with what you're talking about with the soap attached to it, but there's still a sponge on a it. A sponge or a scrubby? It's a sponge that has like a little handle that soap goes in and it deposits the soap into the sponge. No, but it still has a spongy no bacteria. Sponge. Sponge. But you discard that every like couple of days. You don't let it get to that point where it's really you gross. Don't you scrub it out. The sponge. Well, we don't cook that much. I never really use it. Well, anyways, anyways, men anyways. love sponges and women see the truth is what I've gleaning I've gleaned from this situation. <laughs> men love a sponge because men don't under. But this is the thing. Jared's a very clean person. So is Matt. I feel Holy like you would be dis, like usually disgusted by something as so bacteria filled as a sponge. Grew up using sponges and throwing them away every, let's say, two days, two to three days. That seems more wasteful than using a paper towel. They smell um, like mildew after 30 seconds of use. Yes. But a sponge isn't a paper product. And whatever you're still what is it it's going in the landfill and it's going into the ocean at some point yeah i don't i don't have like a defense here <laughs> i just like i'm no, used men, to a sponge I think, I think i can't wait for the facebook group to get a hold of this one because i i have a feeling women everywhere will be like my husband too loves a sponge yeah and i've hate the sponge but like it, w- it seems so clear once i realized it like that's what i needed to bring to the stand because i feel like it is the most divisive yes um domestic topic yes. to exist frankly. i agree and i say that sponges are guilty guilty innocent <laughs> mm, i'm sorry ladies i'm oh, sorry overruled <laughs> all right jared do you want to go sure um mine's a pretty simple one today so we just got we 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 bought goldfish today from we were at CVS earlier. Goldfish we crackers? always yeah the little goldfish like, you know yeah mm-hmm. Pepperidge Farm. We love a goldfish. Not an ad. We do. Oh we God, get them I all the die. time. I love goldfish. It's a great little snack, you know. Um, but I think Jack and I differ on this. I love a flavor blasted goldfish. Nope. I love a flavor blasted anything. I love mm-hmm. it when you take what it is and you take what? it up to the next level. <laughs> And you blast it. I'm a no. flavor. Whatever. If they could do, like, you know that one Dorito in every bag that's got, like, all the dust on it? And yeah. everyone's trying to find it? Do you guys try to find it or no? Yes, but that is the okay. flavor that we've all known all Doritos to be. Yes. You know, but, like, goldfish, I hate when they mess with the OG goldfish flavor. What about, I, okay, I, so. No, I so, am Hold on, pe- hold on, hold on. To be clear, what I'm putting on the stand is. Flavor blasted. Is it, no, no, no. With anything, is it the original or is it the enhanced version? Do you original. are you a, are you a purist, purist when it comes to flavor blasting? So that's what I was going to say. I'm a purist when it comes to snacks. I want the original goldfish. I want the original cheese. It. I don't want the baked or the super cheddar or the whatever. Like I love things as they come and as they have gained popularity in modern society. Like that is the core of what these snacks are. And I stick by that. I agree. And I don't like people fucking with my ratios either. I don't want a giant Oreo. I don't want little (laughs) mini Oreos. I want Mm -hmm. an Oreo that I was promised from the Mm -hmm. beginning. 
I don't want a giant cheese it a cheese it cracker. I want a teeny like I, I want the original ratio that I fell in love with. And I think snacks have so much to do with people's nostalgia as well. Yeah, where it's like it could be just as if I had met. The giant Oreo, the Thanksgiving or what was it? Or is it a peanut butter cup? The Reese's giant Thanksgiving peanut butter cup. Yeah. If that that is what I had met first, maybe that's what I would love. But it isn't. I want a regular cup. All right. Okay. I agree. I'm over two then. I'm over two here. Yeah. Well, men are wrong like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We're learning that. (laughs) Guilty. Guilty. Um, Not guilty. (laughs) Overruled. Not that it matters. Okay, so what I'm putting on the stand is, again, something from our Portland trip, which is weird because this is now two months later, and I'm It was a really fun trip. We can't stop thinking about it. It took a lot of time to process, and now, now I can really talk about it, but... I've been traveling a lot. Jared's been traveling a lot. We've been going to a lot of different airports, a lot of different hotels, a lot of different establishments where we're lugging around wheeled luggage. And what I am putting on the stand is carpets. Carpets specifically in airports. I don't know if you remember, Alexis, but the Portland airport was completely carpet. There were like... Uh, there were walkways that you're going uphill with carpet that you need to be lugging your 60 pound luggage off Mm -hmm. of. And it was, I don't understand the point. Why do you not just make it a solid ground? Why must you use carpet? You know? Yeah. And, um, the only answer to that I could conceive of is financial Mm-hmm. financial reasons like because carpet is cheaper than laying tile carpets cheaper than linoleum i'm sure like a cheap carpet it's just easier for a child they're like liability if a child falls we won't be sued uh unfortunately that is the world we live in but an airport I feel like, as we've learned, 10% of the airport's budget goes to artwork. I feel like they could take some of that budget and put down a cheap linoleum ground. Even in nice hotels in Vegas, other nice hotels I've been in not in Vegas, they still have the carpet. And I feel like it's more expensive to try to clean this carpet and upkeep it than it is to just buy a cheap wood floor, fake wood floor. You're going to get in trouble with all the carpet heads out there because I don't know if you knew this. But the Nashville airport has carpet and it's famous. The carpet's famous famous for what? The carpet in the Nashville airport is famous. For being a carpet or for being bad? Here it says, why is Nashville airport carpet famous? It was designed to be a visualization of music. It says the new carpet is something we had designers pull together that reflects all the colors of Tennessee from the central region to the east and west sides. People do all kinds of stuff on Instagram related to the carpet at the Nashville airport. They love it. They worship this carpet. They love so, it. So <laughs> be careful. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that love that carpet. All I've got I, know- a, I looked at the, I'm Googling, Google imaging the carpet. It is so hideous, but somebody did create a sweatshirt with the pattern. I on see it. that. It's the third image. On Jared's like ordering <laughs> and bought and socks. I will buy that and a cup. So that hoodie is kind of that's kind of sick. Wow, there's lots of stuff. Um, it's so ugly. But but as a function, it's a horrible idea. It sucks to roll your luggage over, and honestly, disgusting. Like think about all the 
like it doesn't matter how much you shampoo that carpet it's gonna be disgusting no matter what you do you know though the more mature i get the more i realize that like decisions like that sometimes fall on the shoulders of like contractors who don't Mm. fucking care that's true carpet would be cheaper and they're like cool that sounds good no one's like there's not a creative director like whatever and you want to hear something fascinating that i've learned on my renovation adventure we have like wood floors and we had to break down a wall and we learned that the person who put the wood floors down put it down over the carpet. They didn't. They <laughs> so didn't insane. rip the carpet up. <laughs> that is so, so insane. It, and I don't want to know what's living under there. I was flabbergasted. I was like, they put it over. Sh- they put wood floor over shag carpet. They didn't even rip it up. And like the contractor was like, the only thing I can think of is that because it's a condo, maybe they did it for sound proofing. Yeah. Right. That's what I would say, but over shag, that's so weird. You would think on like a matte carpet. They did it because of laziness. They did it because of laziness. This is not it was but so I'm telling you, I'm sometimes the creative direction goes out the window and the contractor just picks the cheapest option and there's really no thought behind something like putting carpet in an airport. Then you get the famous Nashville carpet. They're just not thinking of poor old Jack lugging her 90-pound suitcase up that (laughs) slight incline. It's not my fault I overpacked, you know? It's just it happens to me. (laughs) I checked a bag for that trip, so I'm I'm with you. That's true. Okay, well, um, I'm saying guilty. I still can't. I can't deal. Guilty. All right. We can agree on this one at least. Great. All right, well, when we come back, it is time for some True Crime Rewind. It's almost summer, and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on TheRealReal.com. TheRealReal is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Okay, so welcome to True Crime Rewind. We are diving into the Mandela effect. I am so excited because I don't know what to expect because in the outline it said, Alexis, don't read. And so I didn't. <laughs> I shut that shit down because I'm like, one less thing to do, frankly. Um, I'm ready to get schools. I'm ready to learn. Okay, so... I'm going to talk about the Mandela effect and what it is specifically. So the Mandela effect is when many people believe that something happened when in reality it never did. But all of these people, it's like a collective consciousness. They all believe that it happened for some reason or another. And it was coined because a mass collective of false memory from a bunch of different people. Remember that Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 80s. But in fact, he really died at his home in 2013. And the term was coined by this lady named Fiona Broom, who was a self-proclaimed paranormal consultant, which is... This is an interesting person. Very strange, but like, I'm into it. 
after she became aware that other people shared her recollection of Mandela dying while incarcerated. And of course, again, he died at his home in 2013. And now it's kind of used to describe this collective false memory that though it's completely false, everybody kind of believes that these certain things are true. So fascinating. So we're going to get into false memories because I kind of had this realization that a lot of my memories from childhood never really happened. And that's like my own personal false memory. But of course, like the Mandela effect is a false memory of like a lot of people. Um, The time that really like kicked this like thought off in my mind that I made up is it was on my other podcast, The Lady Gang. We were talking about pets that we had as kids. And I was telling the story about how I had a pet eel when I was a little kid. Is that true? I got like a little eel from the fish, like the fish store, from the pet store. It was like a little mini kind of eel, maybe like two inches long. And I remember having it in my fish tank and I remember like naming him Steve or something like that. And I I distinctly remember this pet eel. So I talked about it on the podcast. Now, my parents sometimes listen to both of our podcasts, and they happen to be listening to this Lady Gang episode, and they're coming to visit me that day. And my mom, we're at dinner, and she was like, Jacqueline, you never had a pet eel. She's like, what the fuck was that story that you were telling? And I was like, yes, I did. She's like, and my dad was there, too. He was like, no, you didn't. He was like, there were, we, you never had anything resembling a pet eel. You never had, like, you had, like, a pet goldfish maybe once. And I remember having this big, like, fish tank with my little pet eel in it, like, sitting in my parents' kitchen. And none of that existed. So that was, like, my own Mandela effect that I made up for my and own. And you had to look it right in the face. But, like, what's fascinating about a story like this is that there's no intentional lie because this doesn't benefit you to have had a pet eel like Mm -mm. there's no Mm -hmm. you always have to look at the motive of a lie and it's like that doesn't make you cooler doesn't give you more credibility it doesn't like there's you you have nothing to gain by lying right you were truly convinced and i think that's the difference with people it's like you always have to look at what does the lie benefit how does the, the lie benefit someone and that can really help you discern whether or not it's a Mandela effect type thing or somebody's fucking lying for yeah. leverage and to to move themselves in some sort of mobility sense. Yeah. It, it feels like it could have started in like fifth grade. Like that would be a cool thing to lie about if, as like a fifth that grader. I, had an like, eel. Yeah. I have a pet eel. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you created your own reality. This I mean, can happen. But maybe you could have an eel. Like <laughs> I think our our subconsciousness is they they do things that are hard to explain and if we could if we could connect the psychology and we could connect our subconscious to the like to these lies we invent to these stories we invent we could probably learn a lot about ourselves you know for some reason your brain needed that to be true i know and for what to what end there's there's no reason to say like there's no motive here <laughs> i know i don't know maybe that's like a gain. maybe that's a story for a therapist one day like what is what does an eel mean like well, what, does it what i will say is that eels are are phallic they <laughs> so are i'm phallic. gonna start with that jared so yeah <laughs> they are <laughs> thank you yeah there's a lot to thank dive you, into that. okay yeah. we're gonna move forward <laughs> We're going to go through some examples of things that people have gotten wrong. Now, oh, I can't wait. I don't know if either of you watched the show as a kid. I didn't, so I don't personally know, like, resonate with this. But did either I of do. you watch the Berenstein Bears? Absolutely, yes. I did. Okay. Their treehouse? 
Now, do you Did know? Did they have yes. a treehouse? I think that, yes. yeah, I think, well, okay. there's a tree. I, I, it's, it's pretty hazy in my mind now. I read the yeah. books, the, for there sure. were, I, the books were what I had, were the, were the yeah, books growing up, so. Okay, so did you remember it as being the Berenstein Bears or the Berenstain Bears? Berenstein. It's the Baron, it's Berenstain, A-I-N, and this is, the Berenstain Bears is what kind of kicked off this whole Mandela effect into pop culture, because Everybody remembers it as Berenstein Bears. And even in like their uh, opening song or whatever, they say Berenstein Bears for one part and they say Berenstein Bears, but everybody remembers. They're like, I had a book and it said Berenstein Bears on it, like E-I-N. So that was like the first thing that like... That's yep. unnerving, frankly. Yep. I remember seeing those... I feel betrayed. I, I can like picture it if I close my eyes, like the cover of the book. And yeah. I found, I mean, years ago when you started learning about this whole like effect... I found that out and it shattered everything. Okay, next one. Curious George. This is a visual. Which yeah, one is real? I recognize him. Yeah. Which does he which one is actual Curious George? Does he have a tail or is he no tail? I'm gonna go with probably no tail, just because it seems like the more unlikely choice. <laughs> but not I I see him as as the with the tail. With the I tail? Mean, in my mind, yeah. Curious George never had a tail, which I think is crazy because like all monkeys have a tail. Trust me, my instinct was to say with tail, tail. monkeys should have tail, but I, I just I you're going given the, the context. I feel like yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Okay, next one is Febreze. Now, what do you remember Febreze as being spelt by? One e or two? Two. Two. Febreze only has one e. What? Isn't that crazy? How? Febreze? That's not. Febreze? That's not like phonetically sound. Febreze. Next, do you remember Skechers? It's the S, you know, shoes of our childhood. Does Skechers have a T or no T? My instinct is to say T. My instinct is to say T as well, but I think given the context. Skechers, no T. That's crazy. Okay, next is, so there's some visuals and then we're going to go to the audio, which I think, and then there's some special ones for Jared. Okay, next one is the um, Monopoly the man? Monopoly guy. Did Monopoly guy have a, a, a monocle or no monocle? Monocle. No monocle. No monocle. <laughs> monocle. No monocle. No monocle. Next, Fruit of the Loom. Cornucopia or no cornucopia? Corn- cornucopia for sure. No corn- cornucopia. Didn't have a cornucopia. Isn't that crazy? Fruit of the Loom, I think everybody remembers it as the cornucopia was there. How was that? There had to have been something. That had to have been like an what old logo, right? the fruit? The fruit can't be unruly. This is an unruly fruit on the... It looks unfinished. I'm offended. That doesn't right. look like the logo. I'm honestly offended by it. Like the cornucopia really finishes off the graphic design. That is so bizarrely specific, honestly, but it feels right to have that behind the fruit. It feels like Thanksgiving suddenly in a good way. I know. Yeah. Okay, next one. Our favorite snack, Cheez-Its. Did you know that it's just Cheez-It? What? Cheez- Cheez-Its has no Z. I did know that. That I, that I one mean, fucked me up. But honestly, you could have tricked me. You say me. Cheez-Its. You say Cheez-Its. Well, because I'm not having you just, never eat one. just one. Yeah. I'm having several. <laughs> I'm having dozens. You have dozens. At a time. Okay, now, Jared, here, there are a few Star Wars things for you. Oh, no. I'm going to get... What? Blasted by the Star Wars heads. Let's go. Do you remember like C three PO? Obviously, of course I do. Um, do you remember are you talking anything? About his, yeah. Are you talking about how he had a silver arm? Okay. Nope. It's a silver or leg. leg. Silver oh, leg. leg. 
everybody just thought he was like completely gold. Um, now this is like a big one in Star Wars. Like, what is Darth Vader's famous line? Everybody thinks it's Luke, I am your father, but it's really no, I am your father. He never said Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Isn't that? He just said, I am your father. I am your father. No, I am your father. Right? Does he say no? Uh, he just said, yeah, no, I am your father. Yeah. Well, okay. only a true nerd would not get tricked by the Mandela I feel better about myself. I know. He got that one. Okay. When you think of the color chartreuse, what color is that to you? It's like a teal. A sage green. Or like maybe a periwinkle blue. Okay. Purple. You guys are right. But it's like a, it's like a lime green kind of a color. Yeah. But yeah. The, the Mandela effect of it all is everybody remembers it as being like this wine burgundy i remember it as like a purple maybe purple or sage yes yes the okay. name the name it feels like it's like a wine so i can see that i remember chartreuse had a moment in fashion recently yeah and like i i remember seeing it and they're like that's chartreuse and it was like a hot yellow and i was like what yeah like a neon green you're like this is not what i was expecting for chartreuse no i thought it was sage or periwinkle uh, those are two completely different colors. <laughs> it's one or the other, though. And that was neither of the ones that belonged on the Mandela that's, effect. That's how I feel. Okay, so I'm going to end with this one. You guys remember the movie Risky Business and the iconic scene of Tom Cruise in his underwear sliding through. Now, did you know that Tom Cruise, when you when you think of the the costume that Tom Cruise is wearing, like if you're going to be Tom Cruise in a Risky Business for a Halloween costume, like what are you wearing? Underwear, you're wearing a, a dress big, shirt. oversized white shirt. You're wearing like briefs and you're wearing white socks and sunglasses. Yep, Ray-Bans. Ray-Bans, Wayfarers. Tom Cruise never had sunglasses on. <gasps> that is something that we that have just made betrayal. up. That like, or existed in a parallel timeline, never wore sunglasses. And I feel like that's one of the biggest examples of Mandela effects is I can't like, I, I remember See it the without. sunglasses. Yeah, me too. Jared, are you okay? No, I'm just like, I'm in my head, I'm picturing the scene where he slides in, and I feel like he definitely has sunglasses on. I'm going to have to go back and watch it now. That's crazy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love well, to be proved wrong. I mean, it hurts, but but it, it's needed. It does hurt. I don't like you, it. You got to get knocked down a peg a little bit. Well, those are the most interesting Mandela effect examples that I have seen, but they're just, they're happening all around us. If you check TikTok, there's a lot of shit on there that I am just loving right now. So if you want to get like a little bit more of your Mandela effect on, go search Mandela effect on TikTok. But now it is time to get into the worsty firsties. Come one, come all. Welcome to the reckoning of your life. We are going to uh, do what we do. We're going to make you feel better about your misdeeds. Mm -hmm. So we're going to just dive right into it. So here is our first one. And I'm always fascinated. I, I briefly listen to them and I read the transcription of them and I label them and I labeled this one Greek God. Oh, my God. So I'm always like. And I, I barely remember by the time it's time to delve into these. So I'm always yeah. like, well, what, what are we about to hear? <laughs> so Greek God, let's go. Hi. So this is, it is probably one of the worst things I've ever done, but it is so harmless. 
and innocuous and everything else. But it, I still think about it, and it weighs on my mind. So I'm going to tell the story. When I was in college, there was this guy at the school who I was a freshman. He was a senior, and he was just a beautiful person, like a Greek god. Like, he was a soccer player, tanned, and, oh, he was very beautiful. And I'm not trying to objectify him. He was just a very beautiful man. And as a lowly freshman, um, I didn't have cause for a lot of interaction with him, but um, one of my close friends did, I can't remember why, and she developed an enormous crush on him, like a real crush, like they talked a lot, she thought she kind of had a chance with him. So it was his birthday, um, and I, we were talking, and she's like, I just want to, like, get his attention and let him know, like, I want to be more than friends. And I was like, you know what would be really funny is if we... <laughs> Pulled a big prank on him, made him laugh, and then you can, um, you know, you'll you'll be remembered by him, and you can kind of go from there. I don't know. I was a freshman in college. I was dumb. So we came up with the idea of um, getting to his car. He never locked his car, and we wanted to fill it with packing peanuts, like from a, a mail a place you mail stuff. So we spent quite a bit of money on bags and bags of these packing peanuts. We filled his little car. He had a little Ford Escort. We filled it to the brim with packing peanuts. Um, we were able to – we, like, had the windows still cracked a little bit um, so that it took kind of a long time, but by the end we filled it by just kind of, like, stuffing a little bit in those cracks even it was ridiculous and his car was parked right outside our dorm window um well my door window so we were like let's you know come in the morning when we knew he'd be leaving and we would <laughs> we would watch and see what happened we thought he would think it was funny and we, he would think we were cute and clever and my friend would maybe have a chance with him uh it, that did not happen I was woken up in the night by screaming, not night, night, I'm so sorry, it was early morning, and I looked, I should have said, we knew he had a job at a factory in the morning, <laughs> he always went to at 5 a.m. Again, stupid of us, he was screaming and swearing, and we were like, yeah, we can't tell him we did this, so little peanuts, I, we see him out there in the early morning hours, he is packing garbage bags full of this stuff, so swearing and he's like I'm gonna be late for it like completely talking to himself it was horrible uh that's how mad he was and we were like should we go offer to help him and I was like no 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 we can't put ourselves in that position and throughout the rest of the day we were in a very small town we knew where he had been because we saw little peanuts at the post office and we saw peanuts at the um I can't remember all the places but we were we saw like where he'd been because there'd be like a collection of peanuts in the in a corner there um oh this guy was also like meticulously clean and that's why we thought this would be an extra funny prank so we he was talking about it everywhere he was like who did this i want to know um we did not tell him uh for a very long time we eventually told him like months later he still didn't think it was funny 
Um, and I get it, and I feel bad. He was late for work. It was his birthday. I don't even know if I mentioned it was his birthday. It was just one of those things where it, it was going to be this harmless little funny thing to get his attention, and it really backfired on us and really made his day terrible. And I think of it now, and I'm like, mm, that was kind of funny, but I just, it did not go well for us. Anyway, horrible thing we did. I have so many thoughts. Uh, I cannot wait. First of all, this is hysterical. And oh God, he so is a curmudgeon. <laughs> and you have nothing to feel bad about because you know what? I wish someone had tried to get my attention this way. Like when they had unrequited feelings. Because what men used to do to me is just be fucking mean. Yeah. When I re- like, it was like, hey, you suck, Alexis. And it's like they had a secret crush on me and then they would be fucking mean. Like, Put some fucking packing peanuts in my car. Make me feel special. It's a victimless crime. And honestly, my it's hysterically fav- funny. My favorite part of the story is how they could tell where he's gone because there's a little trail of packing peanuts behind him. You left a trail of peanuts. It's my favorite thing ever. Honestly, it's, it's so wholesome. Like, I wish more of our calls were like this because this is so pure and also funny and well thought out and like if i was a man if a woman had this good a sense of humor her and her friend i would be attracted i'd be have probably immediate sexual lust for the person who has a really good sense of humor yeah they have a good sense of humor and honestly like i'm sure that she learned that this isn't the guy for her yeah no one wants a fucking stick in the mud who doesn't think anything funny is funny yeah fuck him right jared right and uh, I think pranking somebody, you got to be aware that that's going to go one of two ways. It's going to, I mean, it's a 50-50. But you'll, learn, but you'll learn if they're your person or not. Because if you are a prankster and if your potential love interest is not down for a prank, then that's a miscommunication and a mismatch. Yep. I also think there's a difference between a mean prank and a funny prank. Like, I don't think mean pranks are funny. Like, no, I don't want to be mean pranked ever. No. You know, mean pranks are fucking mean. Pranks that embarrass people, pranks that shame people. I don't think any of those are funny. Pranks that cost people money, not funny. No. This silly college prank, truly harmless. You know, being late for work one day is not worth like thinking the world's out to get you. Everything's bad. Like your prank was funny. He is just not funny. He'll be fine. That's right. Do we have time for another one? Sure. Hi, Alexis and Jack. Um, I wanted to call to give my firsty worsty. Um, admittedly, this isn't the worst thing I've ever done, but I have to say it's like one of the pettiest things that I've ever done, and I'm I'm really proud of it. So I moved in with a roommate in like late 2019, and then shit hit the fan, you know, pandemic. Um, and so we ended up getting quarantined together. But before lockdown started, we were like, oh, my God, we have to go get puzzles. So we went to, like, our local store and got, like, a bunch of puzzles. And she, like, she paid for them. But then we, like, decided that we were just going to have a puzzle table and just do puzzles all the time. Um, but then, like, in, like, mid-2020, after we had previously discussed that we were going to, like, renew our lease 
and like stay where we were because it was like a gorgeous apartment. She all of a sudden just was like, no, I'm, I'm moving out. Like I'm not going to continue this lease. And I was like, well, what the hell? Like this was our plan. And she started to get like really just standoffish and just became a horrible person. So, um, she had bought the puzzles and I decided to steal three pieces from each of the like five-ish puzzles that she bought and destroy them. And um, now she has puzzles that she'll never be able to complete. And it's because she pissed me off and we were supposed to continue our lease and she decided she didn't want to and didn't really give me much notice. So I ended up having to move into like a not great apartment because it was a last minute thing, but not the worst thing I've ever done, but just petty. And it makes me so happy thinking that this bitch will never be able to complete her puzzle again. That's it. Have a good one. So (laughs) it really is the little victories in life. And uh, again, a victimless crime because, listen, this woman, I don't know who's right. You could be the crazy one, you know, like we don't know who the bad person is in this scenario. And it truly doesn't matter because you feel you feel slighted and you got your revenge. And that's what that's all that matters. And uh, your revenge is kind of harmless because the puzzles are like five ninety nine at the grocery store, and you you probably know that your roommate is like neurotic, and this was is going to bother her. These stories are the type of stories that I feel like the worsty firsty is made for. Yes, I think these type of petty, victimless, victimless fucked up like that is gonna ruin her day but like it's so victimless and it's so good and so petty and then also like the guy from last week that like it was the most heartbreaking heartwarming story ever about how he the one that got away and then like the other side of the coin is maybe if somebody's like confessing a murder to us like those are the three tiers of the worsty firsty and this one really fulfills the pettiness and it reminds me of like those TikTokers that are like the puzzle TikTokers. Yeah. And they like like lifting their puzzle up once they're done. Like that's their whole They like decoupage over it and they like they make it an a pe- an art piece. Yeah. Like they're like really this, into it. Yeah, this is like some people's lives and the fact that you really threw a wrench into it. And if she deserves it, then she deserves it, you know? You know though, go ahead, Jared. We're all the villain at some point. Honestly, <laughs> we're all the like, villain in somebody's someone's story. Yeah. I was just yeah. gonna say we're all like the worst person in the world to somebody. Yeah, like yep. you, nobody's innocent. No one's perfect. Uh, you, she is the villain in your story, and you're the villain in hers. And her there are two sides to every story. But what I will say is that I have been blessed with a sister. Her name's Sophia, who is the most like sort of neurotic person in the world. And I can appreciate that if I had done this to her, how it would plague her. Like she loves symmetry and it it would plague her, you know, and not in a way that would destroy her life, but just in a way that would like not her. So like you knew what you were doing, but it's also okay if you felt slighted, like, listen, I'm learning about, 
vindication and I'm learning about revenge as an adult. Um, and there's always this constant fight to like tr- uh, be above it and not engage in it. Mm-hmm. And it's these little like jabs that we can that we do and can deliver that can like relieve us from doing something insane. Sometimes we need sometimes we need some sort of fucking relief from feeling slighted. Yeah. And stealing puzzle pieces is the lesser of the evils, I think. It reminds me of uh I think it was in the beginning that we we're doing killing time that somebody had called in about how they would s- deal cards from CVS like reading cards (laughs) yeah and it was that she was like I just needed it like I needed the rush I needed the release (laughs) and it would never amount to any larceny worth charging no like no one would ever charge her but like it is wrong but like for her that was her little act of rebellion not that we're saying it's okay to ever steal but like for her that stopped her from doing something more extreme yes oh so good fascinating people right. are fat they never you know they never fail to fascinate me you people i love you guys so much you people all right alexis do you have our costanza stanza of the night okay again untitled okay this is george costanza processing sort of the mandela effect okay false memory or lies only you can surmise did it happen or did it not <laughs> Was it a complete fabrication of a thought? (laughs) These questions bring me back to my mantra. That's a fact. The Mandela effect is real if you could only see it. And again, and again, and again, it's not a lie if you believe it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I knew that's how it would end. I love it. It plays right in. It plays right in. It's perfect. Yes. Snap, snap, snap. Bye, guys. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.